Who's the celebrity you met that gave celebrities a good name or at least gave themselves a good name? The one where, especially if it's one where you thought, oh, man, I want to say hi, but they're going to be mean or pissed or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's certainly, um, uh, it's certainly uh, easier to assume they'll be jerks than it is to assume they'll be great. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you just kind of, I think your natural assumption is they're not going to want to talk to me. Yeah, that happened to me. I got, I had a chance. I met Jim Belushi. Yeah, I had gone to see the Blues Brothers, and it was so it was him and Dan Aykroyd doing their thing at a casino. And so afterward, it was me and my buddy Brian, and so the show gets over. We go, oh, that was fun. That was cool. And we go to a, like this little sidebar area. No one's really in there. There were like two other people, and we're just kind of having a drink. And then he walked in, and I'm like, oh man, like I want to say something, but I, yeah, again, he won't want to talk to me. But he right. came up, and I go, um. Excuse me, Mr. Belushi. I like. I don't want to like. I don't want to like draw attention or anything like that. I just want to say like I'm a big fan. I thought the show was a lot of fun, and uh, thanks for being here. Whatever. And, he's mm-hmm. like, oh. and so we had a like a two minute conversation. I got a picture with him. It couldn't have been nicer. Yeah. So that was cool. The um the do y'all know Sam Smith? You know, I'm not yeah. the only yeah. one. All yes. the, uh, phenomenal singer. He came through yeah. Atlanta, and the show was sold out at one of the best venues in the city called the Tabernacle. And a bunch of us scored some tickets that ended up being fake. And we didn't know that until we got there. They scanned and they get you get the like beep, beep, beep kind of uh, noise. And sucks. the guy looked and he was like, look, there's a whole group of people waiting over there. If somebody doesn't show up, if we have the extra room, we've talked to the artist and he's asked that we allow however many people we can in with the counterfeit tickets. But if we can't allow y'all in, we're going to leave the side door open per his request. And I was like, Whoa, are you that's serious? Amazing. Because the way that the stage is, the, granted, there's chairs and things or seats that go down, but you can still see the stage if you're up high enough outside and you can stand up on certain areas. You and can peer through the door. <laughs> so not only can you look in, but you can hear it beautifully. And I mean, you're there for awesome. his voice. And then what he did, rather than walking immediately off stage uh, for his uh, encore and then coming back out, he walked off stage outside, talked to us for like, Five minutes while people waited for the encore to come back out, took pictures with us, and then boom, walked back inside. And then as soon as the concert was over, came back out, took pictures with the other people who didn't get pictures with him, and brought Sierra out. <laughs> really? I was like, are you kidding me? This is the best night of my life. I got scammed like out of a couple hundred dollars for these tickets. But not only did I meet you, you took a picture with me, and I met your bestie, Sierra. Are you kidding? That's crazy. That's That's really impressive. That's so above and beyond. Oh, my God. He Mm -hmm. turned the crappiest night. And I'm telling you, there was at least 100 of us standing out there that had gotten scammed out of these tickets. They were hard copy, looked like legit tickets. Wow. Because this is before you had Ticketmaster being able to transfer stuff through an app. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he couldn't have been nicer about it. He was so, so cool. That's really impressive. It was. Coming out once Mm -hmm. was Plenty. Yeah, because he just right? came out and he's like, I hope you guys have enjoyed the show. I'm really sorry that you stuck out here. And I was like, oh, my God, your British accent's just so sweet. <laughs> it was really, The really fact cool. that you even know about this yeah. is nice. Yeah. This one, uh, Ian writes, in 2015, I auditioned for American Idol and I made it through the preliminary rounds of auditioning, uh, which meant I was to move into the celebrity rounds and audition in front of J-Lo, Harry Connick Jr., and Keith Urban. Wow. I sang for all of two minutes, and then for the next seven minutes or so, I ended up chatting with Harry Connick Jr. about me being a gravedigger. He seemed generally, genuinely fascinated by cemeteries and dead bodies. So he kept the conversation going until the cameras cut off, and the main producer in the room said it's time to move on. I didn't make it to Hollywood, and none of it aired on TV, but it was pretty amazing. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm not, and I'm not surprised that he is, because he's from New Orleans. 
And like, there's bodies everywhere. New Orleans people love bodies. Is your is <laughs> yeah. your well, is all, your hard stance? All those above ground uh, graveyards oh, and everything do. down there. Like like it's big so the only and all thing, the voodoo and all that stuff. Yeah, it's big. New Orleans. The only thing keeping people everywhere else from loving dead bodies and talking about them is the fact that we put them underground. I just don't think we're that into it in most of the parts of the country <laughs> as they are in New Orleans. <laughs> You might thing. be right. I don't know it that you're floods wrong. floods down there and bodies float around. Like, they're really into the dead. Mm-hmm. They love it. I like this one. Basketball fans, especially Michigan State fans, are going to love this. John met Jalen Rose. Michigan on a- fans would probably be more interested, right? Michigan. Yeah. yeah, he played for Michigan. Oh, I thought he played for Michigan State, and here's why I got that confused. So, Jalen Rose met him on a flight to Los Angeles, uh, Los Angeles to Detroit, I, this is John speaking, was wearing a Michigan State shirt, went up, said hi, got a picture with him. He was such a nice guy. And then the comment that follows is really cool. Jake says, my wife had a class with him during the second semester of their freshman year, the Fab Five run. So that was when he was at his peak in college. Oh, my God. She wasn't a big sports fan. So if others had not informed her later, she never would have known that he was a basketball player in her class. He was a very serious student who was great to have in class. And she smiles whenever she sees her old classmate on something that we happen to be watching. That's interesting That's to find really out because cool. I don't think people would have, based on the, his swagger and his yeah. style of play and his trash talk, I don't think people would have assumed he's a very serious student. Yeah. But his behavior since then and his Jalen Rose school and everything mm-hmm. else he's done, yeah, pretty real deal. Mm-hmm. That's pretty wild. Yeah, this is up on, our, if you're um, just tuning in, it's up on our Facebook page at FBHW Show. What's the best celebrity um, encounter you've ever had? This one. I met, Danger Greg on a flight to Chicago and I was walking past the first class section and I motioned to him that I knew him and he said, move along, boy. You know who I am. (laughs) Dang. Mm -hmm. Joking. Never met any of you. Get your asses to Buffalo soon. Yeah. (laughs) I like the second part of your text. First part. uh, Pass. Steve, were you a big Travis Pastrana fan growing up since you were real big into rad and and all the X games and biking stuff? Travis Pastrana. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bobby, I met Travis Pastrana at the Daytona 500 last year. He was super cool, down to earth, and we talked about monster trucks. He was, uh, yeah. he was amazing when he came in here, yeah, we maybe had him in here. ten years ago or nice. so. He was one of those people that before he came in, I was like, I don't want to find something I don't like about this guy because he's just so good at everything mm-hmm. he does. Yeah, and you see him on TV, and you're like, man, this guy, he seems too nice. There's got to be something wrong with him. He has to be a real dick. <laughs> and then he couldn't have been nicer. No, yeah. and we're like, he was great Dah! when he came in. So yeah. great. You were here, right? Then. Yep. Yeah. Uh, this text. In 2018, I met former game show host Johnny John on stage at the Grand Rapids Live at Night show. <laughs> oh, man. What he was fat shamed like? me and kept calling me Baby Huey. He was kind of a dick. But Steve was cool and gave me a free Modelo. Thanks, Johnny, though. I'm not as fat now. Thanks for the very cruel nudge in the right direction. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'll let him know. Yeah, I, re- I remember that. Back up. Uh, this text, I'm from New Orleans. Hot Wings is right. We're super into m- morbid things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Oh, this one's good. Brad was working at a deli and met James Gandolfini while he was buying Gabagool. Gabagool! <laughs> yeah, just a, just a pound of it. Yeah. I've heard Gandolfini is about as good as it gets. Yeah, once. he was apparently great. Who did we talk to that became pals with Gandolfini? And um, they'd see him just once in a blue moon. It was somebody we met through radio. And um, eventually, um, Gandolfini like took an interest in um, 
their kid. Yeah. And their kid was like, yeah, I want to play drums, but my dad won't let me. And so then like a week later, like a really sweet drum kit showed up and the dad's phone rang and it was James Gandolfini saying, let your boy play the drums. Mm hmm. That sound familiar, right? A, yeah, I yeah, do. I, remember I vaguely the story. remember the impression. I just like no, your. I remember yeah, I'm the more, story. I'm more enamored with your James Gandolfini slash Tony Soprano. Yeah, impression. it was really good. Let's hear it again. It was like he was in here. Hey, let the boy play the drums. That was better. It was. I put a little well, more was, into that it. That was just like stereotypical Italian mob guy, though. What would you know? I don't know anything. <laughs> you didn't see nothing or hear nothing. <laughs> yeah, a lot oh, of it fell off a truck. Uh, <laughs> Cabagool. <laughs> Bada bing. A lot of Bruce Springsteen meetings at various boardwalks and places, and he uh, his reputation is every bit as stellar as one would expect. Uh, that's for sure. Um, everybody's like, he's the nicest guy. I took all the time in the world. Uh, this one I met at, this one's no surprise. I met Alice Cooper at a meet and greet. He was so oh, nice. He is. I myself had been in line so nice. for at least an hour and he was there all day to sign things and take photos. I was just getting some pics signed, but he looked around for five. He took around five minutes to chat with me about my dad who introduced me to Alice Cooper's music. Very easy to talk to. He is. He is yep. a nice dude. Mm-hmm. He's one of those guys too, that you see his his production in his shows and there's mm-hmm. like, you know, guillotines on stage oh, and everything. Yeah. And he's got all the, the makeup. And then he's just the most like soft-spoken nice guy in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's just like he was in Wayne's world. Exactly. I mean, he, he really he, is. He is. Like that. Yeah. yeah. Maybe less knowledgeable <laughs> about Indian names of cities, uh, but everything I don't know. Else. Yeah, I bet he knows everything there is to know yeah. about Algonquin culture. Yeah. The- Milwaukee is Algonquin for the good land. <laughs> <laughs>